0: Monday Night Football. Welcome. It's good to have you here on the Plues. Thanks for coming on back. I didn't even turn the computer on all weekend. How about that? Had to break a little bit uh, just from the non-stop happening that is Plusing going on here. Uh, thank you very much for being back here on a Monday morning, and what a big Monday night it is for 49ers fans. I mean, The price of poker has officially gone up for the 49ers. You got no Debo Samuel. We know that tonight. Still waiting for the final word on whether Trent Williams goes. And look, Christian McCaffrey, sounds like he's going to be taking a a little cortisone tonight. If he's going to go, he's got a little tear in his oblique, but he might go anyway. This is a big night for Brock Purdy. Mr. System might not have the system totally around him. And this is... This is, uh, uh, all of a sudden, harder than it looked on paper when we started looking at it about a week ago, right? Um, I wonder if Ronnie Bell is going to get a real shot in Debo's absence, if they're going to give those snaps on that side of the field to Ray-Ray McLeod again. I wouldn't say that he filled in very well against Cleveland last week, but, you know, the the Vikings' defense and the Cleveland Browns' defense are two totally different things. So we will uh, keep our eye on all of that, but this is a night where taking care of business is, is job one because you need to stay on that lead lap with the Philadelphia Eagles. Seriously, you need to stay on that lead lap with the Eagles. I, uh, we, we watched that last night, right? Um, that, was a, uh, that was a very interesting game in Philadelphia, to say the least. There is no doubt, no doubt in my mind that the Eagles are a really good physical football team. They're going to be undefeated from this point out if they're allowed to play penalty-free football, and the only time a team is allowed to play penalty-free football is if there is a choice being made in an officiating crew that we're not going to throw a flag on the home team tonight, and it felt like that that was a part of it. Like, kids, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not here to be the referees-ruin-everything guy, but holy shit. The amount of bad officiating that I watched just yesterday all over this league, it's like it's getting worse the further we get into the season. You'd think that maybe there'd be a little questionable calls in the beginning, but by about week six, seven, things would be working out. No, it's getting worse. It's getting worse in front of our eyes. And I don't know why. Uh, Postman in Capitola says, sounds a little funky. I don't think my mic is coming through Uh, and, and you're, I'm getting picked up through my laptop today. I think that's what's going on. And I'm going to settings here and I'm trying to go to audio default MacBook pro. And it's not picking up my, uh, it's not picking up my roadcaster for whatever reason. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with the way this is going. Other people are saying the audio sounds just fine. I think the speakers are a little jacked. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyways, there's a reason why I'm just the guy who talks. I was never the guy who pushed the buttons. So, um, the Eagles out physical the Dolphins for sure. We saw that last night. Miami also had zero chance to stay in the game with the way that it was officiated. Eight calls against the Dolphins, taking first down and chunk plays away from the Miami Dolphins. All night long, zero penalties on the Eagles. Zero penalties. What are you, kidding me? Zero penalties on the Eagles. That's that's ridiculous. Zero? They missed a clear face mask. They refused to call holding on a single Eagles offensive lineman. Like, you got some dudes out there getting clotheslined. Christian Wilkins got called for truthfully the worst roughing the passer infraction I've ever seen called. I've ever seen called. He two-hand touched a quarterback, pulled up totally, and was still called for roughing the passer. Uh, You had Jalen Carter able to draw a personal foul on a flop that would have made the Los Angeles Lakers envious. Like, that was a terribly officiated game. It was a bad day for officials all over the league. That Colts-Browns game was full of absurd decisions. I mean, all day long. It was it was bad. Bill Belichick he won his 300th game uh shocking the bills who were really first half frauds if you think about it here now uh but he even called the officiating in his game unusual which from Belichick is saying a lot uh but it look it's it just it it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. the officiating in this league is a disaster. How why? I mean, replay, either get it all the way in these games or get it out. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's getting worse as the season goes along, and I don't know how that's possible. I really don't. So just a a weird day in the NFL, and hopefully whatever was weird yesterday doesn't trickle into a little Monday night football. By the way, did you hear that maximum football? I just played maximum football if the roadcaster isn't plugged in you didn't hear it did you so man I, I I don't know what to tell you I don't know what to tell you uh the the 49ers need to hope that there's no uh, nope didn't hear it didn't hear it okay that's it the roadcaster is not plugged in at all let me let me just turn it on turn that off then. I'm going to turn it back on. It's going to take a minute to power back up, but hopefully we can get the main mic working here in just a second. Uh, Thank you for being patient. I do appreciate your patience today. Um, While we're being patient and while we're waiting for that to come back up, uh, let me go in here and tell you what you need to do for lunch, not just today, but maybe every day this week, get yourself a delicious sandwich at Ike's. Ike's is fantastic. You know all about it. I don't need to sell you on Ike's. Ike's sells itself. It is delicious. Any sandwich I've ever gotten from Ike's, even the vegan sandwich that I got from Ike's, was freaking delicious. Feels like a really good day to have a little delicious come into your life. Download that Ike's Rewards app and you will find yourself eating your way towards free sandwiches. And if that doesn't sound like a good idea to you, I, 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 I can't help you. I mean, you either know where value is in life or you don't. Free sandwiches! Just by eating sandwiches, download that Ike's Rewards app and start earning your way to some sandwiches today. I want you to use promo code Bruce to sign up for Bottom Line Bets. It's Monday Night Football, and I'm going to tell you right now, Bottom Line Bets is a a friend of mine, Stefan. The response from you is not what he's looking for. Are you not gambling? Now we got connected. Does it sound better now? Does it sound better now? I hope it's sounding better right now. Let's look. Here we go. Maximum football. Did you hear that one? Did you hear that maximum football? Yes, got it. It's better. There it is. It's on. It's running. Thank you. Quick sound check. My man Ike, just there. Ike, you know what? I hope you, you, let's start this over, shall we? Let's start this over. My man Ike has delicious sandwiches. He's got me, I got him. Go get yourself a sandwich today at Ike's. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. My man Stefan at BottomLineBets.com called me today, and he said, Look, Damon, I love you. I want to keep advertising with you, but we're not getting the response. Maybe you don't have a big gambling audience. If you want to help support this channel, sign up today. BottomLineBets.com, daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions, and you can find a free day of handicapping by using promo code BRUCE. Go ahead. Check it out. You're going to be happy that you did. It's a heater for real. If you are interested in gambling, you might be interested in winning. Stefan's just winning left and right. He finds value in other places people don't even see it. Find out for yourself using promo code Bruce at BottomLineBets.com. Get it done. Get it done for your boy. Get it done for my boy, Stefan. Support my sponsors, please. And thank you very, very much. Um, Hold on. That's a sip of the day. That's a sip of the day. So thank you to BottomLineBets.com. Thanks to all of you. Uh, this is uh, Deshaun saying, Damon, when are you going to put your Damon Bruce Plus Godzilla logo on a T-shirt for sale? Because I would rock the F out of that logo around the bay. Well, thank, thank you very, very much. Here's the thing to put up a, 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 a merch website is a little pricier than we can actually kind of throw out there right now. We're, we're, we're working around it. We're working around it and hopefully maybe we'll have something for you for the holidays, but it's again, it's just me and Jillian. We got no help support over here and she's working her job. I'm working. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. We're working on it. But thank you for wanting more. I do appreciate it. And thank you so much for the super chat. I'm going to say the same thing to uh, my man, Kevin, who said, went to Jack's SF this weekend on your recommendation, wound up spending over $100 and don't regret a dime. Very cool vintage stuff. Highly recommend it. That's awesome. I'm glad you went in to Jack's on Chestnut Street. Again, I'm not wearing a Jack's T-shirt today, but that is the best vintage sports t-shirts you're going to find, go to jackssf.com. Check that out and uh, use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off. So there you go. the overhit. Oh, do, do was it was a sip of the day Did the over. Do, uh, I, wa- I wasn't even paying attention, but, uh, thank you very much for supporting me, my sponsors, the family, all of us together. It all works in harmony and you guys have been great. But again, if you got any gambling inclinations about you at all, go to bottomlinebets.com, sign up with promo code Bruce for a free day of handicapping. Uh okay. Drew Down just says, "Look, uh, I'm not a gambler. I have enough vices. Fair enough. F- fair enough. I I, I hear you. Everyone's excited about the overhitting. I mean, some of you are gamblers. You're betting on sips of the day. For goodness sakes. All right, kids. Maximum football. Somewhere, Ray Ratto's unhappy. Maximum- Thank, thank you very much, Skills Report. Good to see you. Uh, I loved when you played that in Annoyed Ratto. Yeah, we all did. Everyone liked that, except for Ray. All right. So I did pin a couple messages before I even got in here. Dirty old Hungus saying happy 49er Monday, y'all. It is is a big game tonight. It's a sneaky big game. We talked about that last week. It got even sneakier bigger over the weekend with the Eagles winning, uh, with the league breaking around. Did you see the the Lions got their doors blown off? I mean, I'm sorry, Dan Campbell. doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. And not if it's attached to a Baltimore Raven, you won't. Lions went down hard in Baltimore yesterday. So the price of poker is going up for the 49ers tonight. It's a big game. It's a did you finish? How did your first half go? They win tonight. They can lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, and the first half was really good. If they lose tonight, and then they lose the Bengals. That's a three-game losing streak going in the bye week, and then all of a sudden, the really good start to your season doesn't feel like that anymore. So they need this one for the for, for the overall feeling of the season. For the Quan, isn't that the, what they said in Jerry Maguire? The Quan. The skills report says this. Is probably just me being a jerk, but when Aramis Garcia debuted for the 2018 Giants, for some reason they cut to his family between every pitch, and I had to turn the game off. People were talking about Taylor Swift being too involved in these Kansas City games. Saying, I'm sure they did that so they could watch them later. Now, let me tell you right now, the Giants don't do anything other than they think our audience likes this. The Giants will camera bang a player's family harder than any other team in baseball. Absolutely, they will. Now, when it comes to camera banging... Dude, Taylor Swift is no longer a virgin. She is ever, I mean, I we even know her secret handshake now with Brittany Mahomes, for goodness sakes. Um, look, I, here's the thing. You can't deny Taylor Swift, who she is and what she means for this league. She brings attention to... To the league from a group of people who otherwise wouldn't be paying attention to the league, and of course, any league is going to milk that for all it's worth. I, uh, you know, d- don't don't hate Taylor Swift. She's just showing up. To, here's the thing, I I actually have less of a problem with this now because it doesn't feel like this is a PR stunt. Taylor Swift is coming to so many Chiefs games. I'm starting to think that Travis Kelsey seriously like dating her. I, I, it's not just a PR stunt at this point. I think there's an actual relationship there. And if it isn't, what a PR stunt it truly is. But I, th- I think, I think Travis Kelsey's giving her the pipe. I do. I think they're dating. I think this is real now. Maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm just thinking those kids. I don't know. There's, there's love in the air. I don't, I don't know. But for a For a a woman who literally has access to every single nook and cranny of the world, Taylor Swift has let's fly there on a private plane and stay there for a month in a four-star hotel money. She could be anywhere in the world at any time, and she chooses to go to Kansas City Chiefs games. There's got to be something going on there. She doesn't need to become more popular. As a matter of fact, you'd think Taylor is at the stage of her life where a little less popularity would sound pretty good to her. Those goofy kids are just in love, I guess. But no, the San Francisco Giants, who we'll talk about a little bit later here, uh, they're not doing that altruistically for any player to see his family later on TV. They think that that's what their fans want. They think that that's what their fans want. I, I, I think it's a little intrusive. A couple cutaways to the mom, the dad, the family, the wife, that's fine. But to spend five innings in a row, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Again, at least I understand a level of fame associated with Taylor Swift that has CBS coming back to her over and over again. All right. So here we are. We're up and running. We're 20 minutes in. We're now uh, uh, officially achieving maximum plusing, which is good. Um, Are are the Raiders seriously just going to ride out this Josh McDaniel thing? Because McDaniels, uh, I don't think he can be fired because the owner's too cash poor. I don't think he can just swallow McDaniels' contract and go looking for another head coach. But they need to start doing that right now because that guy's not a head coach. Straight up, straight up. Now, I'm, I'm you know, people are saying, Damon, you don't get to talk about the Raiders anymore. They played the Bears. So I watched the hell out of that game. And um, I, I saw a guy who, who, look, the best part of Josh McDaniel's day was that he lost to a Division Two undrafted quarterback. Like, that's not the shameful part of it. It really isn't. The shameful part of it is he's out there rocking with Brian Hoyer, What are you doing with Brian Hoyer? What, are you serious? You're going to go with Brian Hoyer, a man who essentially has no NFL past to talk about. He has essentially no NFL present, and he certainly has zero NFL future. You got Aiden O'Connell, who is going to come with growing pains like all rookies do, but you might as well figure out what you got in him while you're waiting for Garoppolo to get back under center. You might as well figure out what you got. But nope. Aiden O'Connell didn't get into that game until El Junk Time, which I, 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 I couldn't believe it. That team is not unsalvageable with its 3-4 and four record, but they've also got no shot to be a factor this year. And look, the, the Raiders, probably more than any other team in football, seem to be operating constantly unaware of who they are. Constantly. Like, do they really fancy themselves contenders? Because they're not. They're, they're not. Hold on. Quick cough. There we go. This freaking cough, man. You're going to put me in an iron lung before it's all said and done. But I don't, I don't understand who the Raiders think they are. And I'm going to tell you, their, their schedule's tough the rest of the way. They don't have a single home game remaining. That includes all of their home games. They're they're all they've already played the Chargers, so their one home game of the year is gone now. Uh, because they do get SoFi Stadium as a home stadium. Uh, like every visiting team to SoFi Stadium gets that as a home stadium. My God, the Steelers fans dwarfed the numbers of Rams fans in there just the other day. We'll talk a little bit more about SoFi Stadium at the end of today's show. But There isn't a team in sports that is more unaware of their own circumstances than the Raiders. They are, they're poorly run. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Mark Davis has done a terrible job since taking the reins. The only thing that he's accomplished well is the relocation. Every aspect of this team is a moving disaster. Seriously. Every, all of it. All of it. You're, you're, you're already issuing, we're not trading, Devontae Adams press releases. That means things aren't going well. So, um, it was just a weird day of football all the way around, and the Bears, who have been awful, started Division two quarterback that nobody's ever heard of, and they kick the ever-living shit out of the Raiders. I, I, this, things aren't going well. Again, you can take the team out of Oakland, but you can't take the ever-present dif- dysfunction and negligent way of doing business away from the Raiders. You just can't take it away from them. It's their, It's their brand. Watch us screw this up is their brand. They're the Cleveland Browns with better uniforms. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns, by the way, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett yesterday played one of the best games any defender has ever played in NFL history. He was incredible. Uh, two strip sacks. He leapt over a long snapper to block a 60-yard field goal. All three of those plays led to Brown's points, which they needed. He finished with nine tackles, and he was a one-man wrecking crew of the first degree, so much so. You know, there's talk about, should he be in an MVP conversation? Yeah, he should be. That's how good he's been. That's how good they are. He should be in an MVP conversation. I don't like this whole, well, you know, the MVP has always got to be a quarterback. That means you don't understand football. I, I think he should be in the conversation. Is he going to be the X marks the spot of the MVP when it's said and done at the end of the year? Very unlikely, but should he be in that conversation right now? Yeah. Should we really be having MVP conversations in week seven? No, but lazy media who doesn't know how to really talk about sports has to go back to the same six talking points. All they do is change the teams or the names, but it's the same six talking points that swirl around every season, every week. All you know, it's just it's predictable. I love football. I love football. I just hate football media, and I hate football officiating. and oh my God, do I hate my Indiana football hoosiers i I could do five solid hours on how much the Hoosiers have pissed me off, but I'll spare all of you that, and you don't need to go through that with me. You don't need it i don't I don't need it in my life. You don't need that in your life. Let's just move on. Hmm. At least I got a really good coffee today. I hope your coffee is delicious today as well. It's NBA Eve. NBA Eve, baby. We got basketball starting tomorrow. I love it. I'm so happy the basketball's back. I'm so happy the Warriors are back. And look, this is the last time we're going to talk about it, but I saw it in the news, so here we go. And I guess my my overall theme is sometimes people just are not going to get along. You're not going to be friends and that's okay. That's okay. Um, Draymond and Jordan Poole. This is the last time we're going to talk about the incident from the beginning of last season, but Logan Murdoch of the ringer shared a story that Steve Kerr basically wanted Draymond green and Jordan Poole to work it out, tried to get him to dinner and Poole was willing to, but Draymond wasn't as if he were the one who got physically assaulted. But Draymond, what, what, look at it this way, whatever Poole said to him rattled him so to the core and the marrow in his bones that he could never be friends with Jordan Poole ever again. I don't know what he said. I don't know what he said. But the fact that Draymond is the party that couldn't forgive the other party in this. First of all, that's a little hysterical. Second of all, look, it just proves a theory that has been a working theory of mine for a very, very long time. And again, it takes one to know one. Um, Draymond Green is an asshole. There's no doubt about it. He's our asshole. He's, He's ours. And he gets all the accolades and the criticisms that come with that. You know, I, I, you know, and, and here's the most honest assessment I can offer. Steph Curry has a better chance of winning with this asshole on his team than any other than Jordan Poole. They're, and that's why that decision was made. You know, whenever Draymond is ready to rejoin this year, the only thing I can tell you is I don't I don't want to hear another word about Jordan Poole or any lingering anything again. I don't want to hear it and the connectivity, which we heard so much that wasn't, wasn't even existing last year, that that better be clear, evident, and happy to be, and Draymond better be in kumbaya-ing with all of his teammates and getting along. Like, if at any point in time this year we hear, like, Draymond and Chris Paul are scuffling, As much as I don't like Chris Paul, we know which asshole is going to be responsible for that, don't we? We do. It's Draymond. Having said all that, and this is the honest to God's truth, and that's why he's still here. That's why he's got a contract extension. That's why he's not going anywhere. The Warriors this season are not contenders. They do absolutely nothing. They are not a threat unless Draymond Green turns Into war, Daddy Draymond again. I mean, he's got to be incredible. He's got to be the living, breathing spirit animal of all the Wallace's Rashid, Ben, William from Braveheart. He's got to be just the hardest working, most intense night in, night out competitor that we've seen from him in a couple of years. That's what this team needs out of Draymond. Anything other than Draymond had an awesome year means the Warriors aren't doing a thing. So look, Draymond, the choice was made. Not only did you win the war, the battle, you won the war, you better you better be worth it. You better be worth it. In so many ways you have throughout your career. This is a huge Warrior season. It's officially their last stand. I mean, we've got to be totally honest. They're not going to get better from here, right? The Warriors are not about to get better. How long can they hang on to what they got? That's the question. And the answer is not at all, unless Draymond is a fire-breathing, on-court dragon of defensive player of the year candidacy from the minute he can rejoin this team going forward. No more talk about the punch. No more talk about the the incident. I don't care if Draymond Green and Jordan Poole are ever friends again. I don't care. Neither should you. Why does everyone care about this? You know, let me tell you what powerful, successful assholes have done historically. They get their way. Draymond got his way. He wins. We'll see what Jordan Poole does. I'll never root against Jordan Poole. And I'll never root against Draymond Green either. Both of them have their merits. Two totally different sides of the ball. One a defense forward mastermind, the other a little erratic, but can drop 40 in the blink of an eye. You know, what do you need in order to win? Well, for the Warriors, they need Draymond more than they need that Jordan Poole might go for 40. uh, And they know it. And here we go. Here we go, starting tomorrow night. The Suns, Durant, Booker, let's go, baby. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow night. I'm going to be at Chase Center. By the way, we're going to be doing a... Instant reaction live from Chase Center here on the Pluse as soon as that game goes final. So looking forward to that. And hopefully you plan on joining me not only then, but tonight as well, because we will be live at the two-minute warning of Monday Night Football. When you see that two-minute fourth-quarter warning, come on up. Come on over to the Pluse That's when we start a post-game show that's so aggressive that we don't even wait. Don't even wait for the game to end. Can't get more aggressive than that. Uh, The other bit of Warriors news to tell you about is that Klay Thompson and the Warriors, apparently, according to all precincts, are still very far apart on years and money and any extension talk. So it doesn't look like that's going to be news right before this season starts. And all I can tell you is that the power of a contract year, the power of a walk year can't be understated. Can't be understated. And maybe the Warriors are playing with a little fire here and Clay's going to play himself onto the radar of interest of other teams who are willing to give him the deal that the Warriors are not willing to give. I play that game of chicken if I'm Mike Dunleavy. Absolutely, I play that game of chicken. Because here's the deal. If Clay Thompson has the kind of year that makes other teams start saying, yeah, we want to give that guy a max, the Warriors will turn around and do the same thing, and Clay will take it. But this is a big show it, show it to us year, Clay. And the Warriors getting a great year out of Clay Thompson as he's auditioning for a free agency that might be coming his way. I kind of like that. I I do. I kind of like that. We know that Clay's gonna be cool with it. That guy doesn't let anything rub him the wrong way. So I like that little bit of motivation. I do. I do. It's going to be a fascinating year. The buzz around the NBA is that Amazon might be coming for a media deal. I'm sure that sounds really good to Adam Silver. I don't know if that'll be good for fans or not. But they want to basically take a night of the NBA week and make it exclusive over on Amazon the way that they have an exclusivity to Thursday night football. Okay. The only thing that I don't like about streaming, because I do think that we've seen some of these companies improve their stream um, and, and, and close the gap in, in real time and stream time, uh, the, the one thing that I don't like is it makes it really hard to have a flip back. Because if you've got an app open, you just can't, you know, hit that last button, at least not on my TV, to go and flip back because you're watching the NL or ALCS or something like that. I don't like not being able to have that flip back, but I'm sure Amazon is thrilled that you're sitting around and watching their commercials because you're not getting the flip back either. I mean, that's part of their design, you would think. All I can tell you, folks, is that TV is dying. Radio is essentially dead at this point. Certainly with me off of it in the Bay Area, it's dead. And all the smart animals can see that. I mean, when are we going to straight up pay-per-view models? And if you got to buy an app, isn't that essentially almost a pay-per-view model? You know, you got to pay to watch it, pay a little extra. So, man, I, 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 the world is changing. It changed quickly underneath my feet, and the world is changing quickly, more rapidly. Every single time you look up, there's a different element of new media coming into play. We can see it. Baseball today. Oh, my goodness. You realize that we could have our World Series set by the time we all go to bed tonight? Depends on what happens in Game 6 of the NLCS back in Philadelphia. The Phillies are up 3-2, to so it's a must-win for the Diamondbacks to get to a Game 7. We've got a Game 7 in the ALCS. Not a single win for a home team in this series so far. Pretty fascinating. Bruce Bochy in the postseason, all I can tell you is that Boch, he makes love to pressure, and his teams usually do too. This is the sixth winner-take-all postseason game for Bruce Bochy. He is a perfect 5-0 in the five winner-take-all games that he has played uh, in the postseason, which is the most wins without a loss by any manager in postseason history. That's why he's going to the Hall of Fame. So go Rangers, beat the Astros. And all I can tell you about Jose Altuve is number one, and this is one of those Ralph Barbieri-isms, two things can be equally true. Jose Altuve is without a doubt the beneficiary of being a cheater. He has cheated. We all know it. A lot of Astros wear that scarlet letter. He is also one of the single greatest postseason players in the history of any sports postseason. Jose Altuve turns into Michael Jordan in the postseason. Guy's un-fucking-believable. I mean, even if he is getting tipped off, it's still unbelievable what he does. I love to hate Jose Altuve. Hey, one other bit of news for you. Uh, The Giants have received permission to interview Bob Melvin, who looks to be on his way out of San Diego. Uh, Would Bob Melvin take the Giants job and come home to the Bay Area to work with a guy that he's worked with already in Farhan? I think so. If I were him, I'd get the hell out of San Diego. That team is loaded with talent and dysfunction. And what he, whatever he was brought in there to work his, his magic on, he can't do it. He can't do it. For whatever reason, the Padres just seem to all not like each other and don't play well as a team and just underachieve massively. So if you're Bob, maybe you do want to come on back to the Bay. And if you're the Giants, you know, I've seen mixed reviews to this. I'm going to tell you right now, I would absolutely hire Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin is the right mix of old-school heart, new-school mentality, and absolute players kind of manager all rolled into one. That's a hard thing to find. Uh, I don't think Bob Melvin gets people excited. No one's going to the ballpark to watch a manager anyways. But Bob Melvin is a steady hand on the wheel. I like Bob Melvin. Always have, always will. I'm not going to hold San Diego's dysfunction against him more than I would hold the A's inability to win a World Series on his watch against him. Some of these organizations, for whatever reason, are just perennial also-rans. I'd like to see Bob Melvin in San Francisco, see what he could do. I I, I would make that hire if I were the Giants. You know, if you don't have to give anything to the Padres, he's got full-on permission. Yeah, go ahead. Hire Bob Melvin. All right, we will get into Club Plus here. We got a lot going on. Again, thanks for letting me know what was going on with the audio. Appreciate it. Every, everyone in the chat today gets a producer's credit. So thank you very much. Producing the show today is everyone in the chat. Hosting the show today was Damon. Before the show started, Damon tried to produce his own show. No wonder why it got off to a bad start. Final story of the day. Before we slip into Club Plus, A rapper that I have never heard of before bought out an on-field suite at SoFi Stadium and was throwing dollar bills at half-naked strippers in the middle of the Rams-Steelers game. By the way, C-minus strippers... I mean, a whole bunch of San Diego five and a halfs that's I mean just ugh. um a lot of cottage cheese, lots of cottage cheese. How is security not throwing every single one of those buffoons right the hell out? I don't get it. I don't get it. That's beyond me. That's beyond me and you know I, this this isn't a bachelor party this isn't a strip club like there's a place for that behavior. Two o'clock in the afternoon at SoFi Stadium with all these kids in there. that, That ain't it. That ain't it. And what I don't understand are the people who have tried to call me out saying that I've got this wrong. First of all, anyone who's trying to come at me like I'm a prude obviously doesn't listen to the show that we're doing. Uh, I don't think there is anyone in the history of radio who uh, has told you more about how much they uh, enjoy parts of the female anatomy than I have. You know, I mean, really, i I'm just, I'm a fan. What can I tell you? I like pretty girls. I like pretty girls. Always have, always will. It's the cost of being a heterosexual, I guess. I've never been a big fan of the strip club, but I've also never. Crapped on strippers. Got to do what you got to do what you got to do. But let's not pretend that this is normal. Let's not pretend that this is something to be extra special. Proud of. Good God. Look, again, you're at a football game. You're not at a bachelor party. But there was one guy. There was one guy who tried to come down my road and says, look, uh... Damon, what's the difference between strippers and NFL cheerleaders? Why are you so offended? Seriously? Like, my initial response to him was, well, I hope no one ever asks you to plan a bachelor party. Like, if you don't know the difference between the two, here's another difference between the two. Um, The NFL cheerleaders might be wearing some scantily situations, but at no point in time am I seeing assholes in labia I mean, good God if I have to explain the difference if I have to explain the difference between a stripper and a cheerleader to you I mean I don't know what to tell you, so anyways this guy who was a lawyer I'm going back and forth with a lawyer over this and look, because they're a lawyer, uh, you know, they're very good at making arguments, even though their argument might be wrong. And the guy is, you know, trying to come at me. What's the difference? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, like God bless his heart, he tried. And I basically, you know, he tried to defend his position a little bit too hard, and I just, I, I put it to him. And and look, I do think like a parent now. I do. I don't always think like a parent. You know where I'm never going to bring my kids to a strip club while they're children never going to do it. So I certainly don't want anyone bringing a strip club to my children when I'm supposed to be at a football game. And for the guy who doesn't realize that there is <coughs> a difference between an NFL cheerleader and a stripper, because, uh, there, you know, you got a mid riff on both in, in an awful lot of circumstances. I, I, I think like a parent now. And so I, I gave him a mental exercise, And I just said, imagine you have a daughter and your daughter walks up to you and says, Dad, I'm going to be either a stripper or an NFL cheerleader. Which should I be? Would you ever turn around and say, you know what? There's no difference. No difference at all. No difference at all. The guy was like, really, if you think about it, it's just sexual titillation, but but, one girl gets tipped out and the other girl gets a paycheck. No, that's not the difference. Here's the difference. One of those jobs might involve you coming home, returning home with cum in your hair. The other job does not. At no point in time has an NFL cheerleader come home from a day of cheerleading with a little cum on her. That's that doesn't happen. What are we talking about? Like do I really have to are we living in a world where people don't even know to say this should not be happening? Like were you raised by that many animals? Were your mother's and dad's those like your your moms and dads are the pieces of shit. I don't know what to tell you. If you can think that, yeah, this this rapper throwing money in a strip. somebody told, told me it was racist. Damon, you're being racist. No, I'm not being racist to tell you. That could have been a polka band throwing money at the strippers, and I would have said this polka band should be ejected. It's got nothing to do with race. It has to do with class, and there's no amount of money that can buy class, apparently. Good God. We're living in a world. We're living... In a world where people don't know the difference between good or bad. There's a time and a place for everything. 50-yard line of an NFL game is not a time for chicks to be making their booty clap. Good God. What world are we living in? I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to this part of the show when we get into uh club plus here. What's this uh, Damon speaking of plants? How about that crazy charger lady with the BMW hat on? So, so the, here's the thing. She was legit. She's a legit fan. We learned that last week. We're not going over that old ground again. All right. The chat is flying. So you're now all talking about strippers and, 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 and cheerleaders too. So, Let me thank you very much for tuning in today. If you're downloading the podcast, boy, I thank you for doing that. It's been another great month for the podcast, another great few weeks here for the channel, and I thank you all. Please support my sponsors, specifically Bottom Line Bets, with promo code BRUCE. And, of course, get yourself an Ike's. Get yourself an Uncle Boy's Burger when it's said and done. Go to jackssf.com. Use Damon Bruce 10 for 10% off. The greatest group of T-shirts you're going to find anywhere. And there we are. Thank you very much. I'll be talking to you again tonight. I hope you plan on joining me at the two-minute warning of Monday Night Football live here on the Plus. We'll put that up as a podcast as well, but this is where the podcasters hop off the train today, so I say thank you very much, and please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. It's kind of like strippers at a, 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 a football game. It's not going to build your character, but if you, how you feel about that issue is going to reveal it, and like that, whew, He's gone.